How do you know when Santa's around? You can always sense his presence. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 110 of Starting Sustainability, hosted by me, Kaylin Chenoweth. I know it's a super busy, crazy time of the year, and you're listening to this episode because the title of it is Last Minute Zero Waste Christmas Gifts. So I'm guessing you're listening because you need to get some gifts right now. <laughs> You've literally got days before Christmas, so you need to figure this stuff up right now. In order to assist you best in your last minute hustle and bustle, I'm going to go ahead and give you all of the information, like the main content of this episode right now. And then at the end, we will do all the catching up and getting you up to date with everything else that is going on. Okay? All right. One super duper quick announcement. I want everyone to enjoy the holiday season with their loved ones including myself. So I'm also going to take a little holiday vacation and I will return with the next episode on January 10th. Do not panic if there's no episode next week <laughs> or the week after that. I'll be back January 10th. If you have suddenly realized that you need a last minute gift, a boat that I've been in many times, then this episode is for you. And you're probably listening to this episode as you're driving around trying to figure out what to get. Without a plan, you will end up going to a store and be forced to buy any of the rejects that are still left on the shelf at this point. Those items that are still on the shelf that nobody else wants, they're pretty much going to be covered in single-use plastic and probably aren't even going to be that great of a gift. It's not going to be a perfect match made in heaven kind of gift. It's just going to be a good enough gift. <laughs> the kind that will just have to do because you're out of time. Let's stop the panic mode and breathe for two seconds and think this through. There are plenty of zero waste gift options for you. First, take a walk through your house and see what you have on hand that you can re-gift. This is by far the easiest solution to last minute gifts. Find gifts that you have received and didn't care for and re-gift them. <laughs> it's that simple. Look for clothes, toys, candles, soaps, or lotions, anything that still has a tag on it. Or look for items that have been gently used and could easily be repackaged in a gift basket. When I say basket, it doesn't have to be a beautiful wicker basket. It can be anything that can just hold a few items on display, like an old popcorn bowl or a Tupperware container that's lost its lid. The box that you didn't want to throw away because it's a really nice box, now's the time to use it. <laughs> you could even use the bottom half of a shoebox an old hat box, a storage container, a tin that once had cookies in it. All of these items count as your basket component. And if it is an ugly box or an ugly basket type item, then just wrap it up with some decorative paper on the outside and voila, it's magically beautiful. I took the time to think up of a few basket ideas of things that you could assemble together to make like a little themed basket. Here are the ones for around your house. Basket number one, Drinks, cups, and treats. That's it. Find a drink, find a cup, find a treat. Examples include a coffee mug with a packet of tea, hot cocoa, or coffee, and then a treat, like a candy cane. Ta-da! <laughs> Another idea would be wine bottle, that's your drink, wine glass, that's your cup, and a treat, like crackers. For the manly men of the house, beer, mug, and nuts. <laughs> See how easy this is? If you have a, a person who's really into alcohol or 
non-alcoholic, whatever an alcohol connoisseur is called. For wine, it's sommelier. I don't know what it is for hard alcohol. But anyways, a bottle of the favorite hard alcohol, shot glasses, which everybody has extra shot glasses on hand, and any type of snack, whatever, (laughs) raid the cupboards, whatever you've got. Basket number two is entertainment and snacks. That's the formula. Find entertainment. That could be DVDs, add a snack, a bag of popcorn and some candy. (laughs) Ta-da! Another form of entertainment, board game, card game, Nintendo games. Again, raid your snack closet. Whatever you've got on hand, throw in. Basket complete. Basket number three, the idea here is health and beauty products. Go around, find your unused makeup, soap, or lotion. I think every girl has a little mini bag. If anybody's ever been a part of Ipsy or like the monthly makeup boxes, you get like makeup samples every single month. They come in these little bags. I never did that, but I've received the bags (laughs) because people knew that I just wanted bags. So I got them. (laughs) Use those little mini bags that zip shut. Then you can put a bunch of like travel ready items in them. You're literally making like a travel kit. Just grab a handful of a whole bunch of different things that you would need while you're traveling, like Q-tips, little mini shampoo and conditioner bottles that you stole from the hotel, little nail polish, lip gloss, raid your bathroom. When you go to Walmart and you need to buy a chapstick, you can't ever just get one. It always comes in like a six pack. Go find the rest of that six pack and snag one or two of those. The fourth basket is a cozy basket. Think of when you are staying at home on a cold evening and you're cuddled up by the fire, what makes you nice and cozy? A candle, a book, fuzzy socks, bath salts or a bath bomb, a hot chocolate packet in a mug, a blanket, a DVD of relaxing music or your favorite Christmas DVD. Whatever you've got on hand of those items, grab them, put them in a basket. Another fun basket idea is a snack basket. I think this is appropriate for pretty much all ages. Just raid your kitchen. That's all you have to do. Take little glass jars and fill them with cookies, candies, marshmallows, granola bars, cracker packs, different types of crackers, cheese sticks, whatever you can find. Don't have little tiny glass jars? Oh, I'm sure you do. Just raid your recycling bin. (laughs) You don't need to buy fancy mason jars. Everybody always thinks you have to go get a fancy mason jar. Just take your food jars, like your spaghetti sauce jar, your salsa jar. If you have a kid and you like the baby food jars, those are excellent. The yogurt jars from the Wee Yogurt, all of these count. Take those items, wash them, do a nice thorough wash, (laughs) run it through your dishwasher, and then fill them up with all these little goodies and put all of them in a basket. And if you have time, which you probably won't, but if you have time, you can decorate those little jars. You can grab ribbon or little doilies, even stickers, whatever you've got on hand, you can use that to decorate them. Or you don't have to decorate them. You really don't have to. It's up to you and how much time you have and what supplies you have on hand because you're in a hurry. As I'm recording this episode, I'm reflecting back on this list, and it's very apparent that I put this list together during my lunch break. (laughs) You can tell that food was on my mind. There's pretty much food in most of these baskets. (laughs) Okay, basket number six, the last one I came up with, no food. (laughs) But this is a zero-waste starter kit. You have a bunch of zero-waste items in your house, and usually they come in packs of more than what you actually need. So go around and gather up all your extras. I'm sure you have extra reusable grocery bags, extra reusable cups, straws, cloth makeup wipes, reusable stasher bags, cloth napkins. You can even piece together your own cutlery kit. Grab all these items, put them in a basket, and gift them a zero-waste starter kit. 
These baskets are not the end <laughs> of all of your options. There are literally endless opportunities here. Just go room to room in your house and try to piece together a basket of your own. It doesn't have to be one that I've crafted here for you. It can be anything that you want. You can even go to the garage for a basket of car supplies, like soap for a car wash, cloth rags for your car wash, car wax, air fresheners, a tire gauge. If you need to get a gift for a kid, go through your own kid's stuff. What do they not play with anymore? What do they have extra of? Legos, crayons, coloring books. Now this is going to work depending on the age of your kids because they may notice if you take stuff, but if your kids are unaware, <laughs> then this is a rock solid idea. If baskets aren't your thing, then there are other ideas from your home and these include numerous amounts of beauty products, homemade lip balm, lotion, sugar scrubs, bath bombs. So if you've made these items for yourself and you have extra, just grab those. You don't have to put together a whole basket, you can just give them that item. Same goes for homemade chocolates or candy. Really any treat like cookies, almond roca, peanut brittle. Place these items in a jar, mason jar, wrap it with ribbon, and you're done. If you've already made these items and you have extras because you're in a hurry, then this is what you can grab. If you're not a baker, then you can also just grab the dry ingredients for cookies or a cake and put those in a jar and then have a little handwritten note with the instructions and tie that on with a ribbon. To be honest, even just a handwritten recipe can carry a lot of meaning and value. Think of grandma's famous Christmas cookies or whatever it is, the recipe that's been passed on through generations. Now is a great time to write it down and put it on a card. You can frame it. You can just put it on really pretty paper, but that you can gift. One time I actually received a book that had blank pages in it and it had a couple of starter recipes already written in the front and then that was passed to me. So now as I cooked and baked and created my own recipes, I could write them down in there. And then later on, I can pass that on to somebody else. And I think that's a really cool idea as well. I think because of the pandemic, baking your own bread became quite the craze. And I think now that it is Christmas time and a lot of people will have a bunch of downtime on their hands again, you can even gift them a sourdough starter kit. That's very simple, very easy to do. And the last item I came up with for at your house is to go to your bookshelf and find a book that you have already read and that was meaningful to you and write a note inside the cover on how great the book was and how it changed your life and you can gift that to somebody else. To just give them a used book is a little, depends on who they are, they may enjoy that, they may not, but when you put a note inside of it, that gives it a much more sentimental value and much more meaning behind it and they're more excited to receive that gift because now it's more personal. If you're not at the house and I was correct in predicting that you're actually listening to this in the car as you're driving to your destination, so running around the house isn't going to work for you, and you still need to get a gift for whatever the event is that you're heading to, there are some options. Here they are. Avoid a big popular store like Walmart, Target, etc., because they're going to be crazy busy. Instead, go to a smaller store or a non-traditional gift shopping store because there won't be crazy lines. You'll have right up front parking, minimal lines, in and out real quick, which is what you're trying to do. Go to a grocery store with a bulk food section and you can get some bulk treats. If you have some glass jars on hand with you, excellent. If you don't have glass jars on hand, that's okay. Look around, see what you have in your car. You might have some reusable produce bags or reusable grocery bags or something else that you could use as a container. Worst case scenario, then you'll have to use what the store provides. And that could be a paper bag or unfortunately a plastic bag or plastic container. But hey, at least you tried. 
You can also swing by a liquor store and get a bottle of wine, alcohol, or some beer. Those items are glass and usually come with a cloth bag to wrap it up in as well. Bonus points if you're able to get a local drink. And the last item is a potted plant, like a poinsettia or a Christmas cactus, even an orchid, herbs, or tree saplings. Now, trees are going to depend on where you live if you're able to plant them this time of year. But I would personally would encourage a fruit tree or a pine tree or a nut tree, something that they can benefit from. But potted plants can be found at flower shops, hardware stores like Home Depot, Ace Hardware, Tractor Supply, any place that has a garden center, you'll, you should be able to find a potted plant and gift that. If you don't have time to stop because you're running late, probably because you're a parent like me and your kids always make you at least 10 to 15 or 20 minutes late, so you don't have time to stop, that's fine. Somebody is driving. The other person, the passenger, is now going to be the shopper. They will be shopping in the car. They're going to hop online. They can now buy a ticket to movies, a concert, passes to a museum, a theme park, an online class or something that the person you'd be gifting this to is interested in. Maybe they like guitar lessons or foreign language class. Forging classes are also a good idea. That's something I was really excited about. (laughs) Even cooking classes. There's a bunch of options. A lot, a lot of options when it comes to online shopping. You know, another idea is to buy them a subscription service like to Disney Plus, Hulu, or Netflix. Also, electronic gift cards are pretty popular. You can do that too. And most of these items are electronic, which means they're going to get an email as their gift, which is score for zero waste and no wrapping hassle for you either. We're going to switch gears just a little bit and talk about stocking stuffers because me, myself, and I always forget about these literally until the day before Christmas and go, shoot, I didn't think of anything to put in the stockings. And so as your resident dietitian, I am going to put on my little dietitian hat and give you some stocking stuffer ideas this year. Instead of stuffing the stockings with a whole bunch of candy, try filling them with breakfast instead. I mean, let's think this through. Kids open their stockings and go to town on all of the candy. There's already enough junk food available from the holiday festivities all the way from Thanksgiving up through New Year's. Filling a stocking with a mini box of cereal, whole nuts, and a nutcracker, (laughs) granola bars, or whole fruit like a banana, orange, or an apple. This will help ensure a tummy ache free morning, reduce the kid's sugar high while opening their presents, and it gives them something to do while you prepare your much deserved morning coffee, hot tea, whatever your morning beverage is, (laughs) after staying up until 2 a.m. wrapping gifts and placing them under the tree. I do want to share this quick story that I found because I thought it was really interesting. I wanted to know where the Christmas tradition of putting an orange in a stocking came from because that's something that my parents did for me and grandparents did for my parents and so on and so forth. And so I wanted to know where that started. What I found was that it all started with the legend of three bags of gold coins that the Bishop of Myra, or the real St. Nicholas, gave to three poor maidens to use as dowries. St. Nicholas is said to have saved the three impoverished women from being sold into slavery with the gold. According to some tellings of the story, St. Nicholas threw the gold bags into their house through a window in the dead of night, and one ever so conveniently landed in a stocking drying by the fire. And from this legendary incident, the custom grew 
for the older members of the family to secretly place gifts in shoes or stockings for the children to find them on the following morning, giving St. Nicholas the credit. That custom also may have birthed the reason people started putting an orange, a much more affordable alternative to gold, in the toe of the stocking, because the orange resembles a bag of gold coins. Also, at the end of the 19th century in Europe, the orange was a rare, exotic, and expensive fruit. It was a special treat if you didn't come from a family of means, and it was likely purchased from merchants who purchased the citrus from places like Valencia, Spain, or Ivrea, Italy. Oranges became a luxury for families of modest means who reserved them as a gift for their children. Nowadays, we can get an orange all year long, and the exotic rarity is no longer there. However, it can still be a fun, delicious breakfast delight on Christmas morning. If you haven't already dashed off to go get your last minute zero waste gift and you're still listening, now it is time for the beginning (laughs) introductory segment of the podcast, which is to catch up with Caitlin. What has been going on in my world lately? Well, obviously a whole bunch of hustle and bustle with all Christmas related things, holiday parties, gift shopping, wrapping up gifts. My kids and I did homemade name tags to go with all of our cloth bags for when we wrap our gifts. So they had a lot of fun with that. And we used leftover packaging paper for a package that actually came to my work and it had that big brown packaging paper like stuffed inside of it. Huge, two gigantic huge pieces. So I took those out, (laughs) put them on the kitchen table, brought out the finger paints and the kids went to town with that. I even shared that on the Facebook group. So if you're part of Starting Sustainability Facebook group, you got to see those pictures. Something not even Christmas related, but I wanted to give you an update on. Do you remember my loofahs? <laughs> I've talked a lot about them and it's it's actually really funny because I will get messages, like literally this past week, I got messages and comments from posts from a while ago asking me about my loofahs and wanting an update on my loofahs. So I think it's hilarious that other people are just as invested in my loofahs as I am. When you grow loofahs, you leave them on the vine as long as possible. So at the end of the season, instead of picking them, you leave them on the vine so they can dry out on the vine. And that works if you're in a warmer climate, but I am not. I'm in a cold climate. We were about to have a freeze. It was literally Halloween weekend, and by Tuesday there was going to be like a big freeze overnight. So I picked them all on Halloween Sunday and then put them in my garage after that. And the YouTube video that I watched at the time said it would be about two to three weeks for them to dry out. Well, it turns out it's about two to three months. Here is the middle of December and they are finally starting to dry out. And unfortunately, two of my 14 loofahs molded right away within the first two weeks. And once they get moldy, you just have to pitch them. Like they're, they're not going to dry out after that. They're just going to rot. So it turns out once you harvest them, you're actually supposed to wash them with soap and water to help get rid of any bacteria or mold spores that might ruin the plant. And I'm guessing that when my son helped me pick them and dropped them, (laughs) that's how they got cut and bruised and then immediately got molded. I now know that next time I will wash them appropriately before I dry them. And I was like, okay, only lost two. That's not too bad. And then of what was left, there were about four that were starting to turn brown and dry out. So I was very excited about that. And I've just been turning them every couple of days. You're supposed to let them dry out in a cold, dark place like a garage or a basement. So I've had them in our garage because we don't have a basement, (laughs) which is fine. And there's still quite a bit of air movement every time we open and close the garage door. What I did not plan on was the fact that it was in the 30s for a good couple of weeks. It was in the 30s. And then just this past week, like the last four days, it's been up in the 60s. 60 degrees. One day was a high of 65. 
That is nuts. It's literally a week before Christmas, and it was 65 degrees. And if you haven't heard it yet, my I sound a bit nasally <laughs> because my sinuses are all sorts of crazy with the changes in pressure. When it goes hot, cold, hot, cold, my sinuses go bonkers. So I'm very lucky that I still have my voice because I really thought I was going to be losing my voice this morning. <laughs> so I still have it, and I'm able to do this. And I apologize that I'm sniffing left and right. I've been blowing my nose like crazy all day long. But yeah, that giant change in warm weather and humid air instead of the dry cold weather has made about four more of my loofahs turn moldy, which made me cry on the inside because <laughs> they were the ones that were drying out finally. And then four of them immediately, like within one day, like I checked on them and then the very next day they all had a, not even a little bit of mold, a lot of mold because mold only takes hours to grow. That's it. Just a few hours and you can have mold. Dang, so all those are about to get thrown into our compost pile. I did mention earlier that we have the Starting Sustainability Facebook group, and so if you're a member of that, you might have seen a couple of things. A member of Sustainer Nation, Faith, she shared a post about Flash Food App. You can download the Flash Food App, and what it is is it's last-minute deals on food at your local grocery store. I downloaded the app on my phone and there is one grocery store within a 30 mile radius of my house. And it just happens to be the one that is literally right beside my house. It's the one that we go grocery shopping at every single week because it's the closest to our house. <laughs> I was really excited to, about that. And basically you can check on the app or you can receive notifications when there is a flash food alert and it will tell you here's all the food in your grocery store that needs to get bought or purchased quickly because it's about to expire and you can get a lot of really good deals. There's been a handful of produce and a lot of vegan items. So I guess being vegan isn't that popular, but it works out well in my favor. I'm not vegan, I'm flexitarian, but I still enjoy vegan items. They're still plant-based items, even if I don't do it 100% of the time. The point is, you can now get a deal on it, which is really great. Be sure to check out the Flash Food app and see what stores and deals are nearby. And there's another app shared by Sustainer Nation member Edward. It's called the Share Waste app. You can download this app, and what it is is that it will find someone in your area who either wants or needs or collects compost. So it could be a neighbor, a local farm, or a school, a community program, whatever it is, and it will show you who's nearby who will be taking the compost, which is awesome. If you want to compost, but you're a little bit scared to compost or don't know how to compost it yourself or don't have room in your backyard, maybe you're in an apartment, whatever the case may be, check out this app to see who is nearby you so you can take your compost to them and let them do all of the work. Also this past week, I saw a news article that I wanted to share and it's stating that the Chicago Public Schools plans to add 10 more schools to the 14 that already compost their food waste. And they are hoping to accomplish that this school year. And that would result in a diversion of nearly one ton of waste from landfills every day. That's a lot of food being produced and going to landfills. So now it's going to be diverted to compost piles, which is really, really awesome. The district aims to meet a goal of diverting 80% or more of all cafeteria kitchen waste from landfills through commercial composting, recycling, liquid diversion, and food recovery by 2025. Way to go, Chicago Public Schools. Round of applause for you. Now that's up in Chicago. Here in Indiana, my kids finally got into the same daycare preschool center. Before, they'd been going to two different 
centers, and now they're both going to the same one. And when I had to run them around to two different ones, that made for a very long morning commute and a long evening commute. So I'm happy because I get some very precious time back in my day. And I'm very happy that they're both going to the same daycare preschool center. It's a really awesome one. I'm very excited about it. And this past week, they had their holiday party, and they sent out an email for the parents to sign up and bring goodies for the party. And in that email, they specified nothing homemade. Everything had to be pre-packaged. I get the food safety concern behind that ruling. However, it completely irks me that all the treats must be individually pre-packaged because that's very, very not sustainable. It's incredibly wasteful. My kids are one and a half and three and a half, and then they both came home with gobs and gobs of candy, goldfish crackers, Oreo packets, and a whole bunch of other junk. I try not to let that stuff enter my home, but it's too late. The best that I can do now is, like I'm torn because as an environmental person and as a dietitian, I really don't want my kids eating that amount of stuff. They can have goodies, don't get me wrong, they just don't need that mass amount of it. My plan is to save some of it and use it as stocking stuffers in addition to their oranges and breakfast food items. I can also re-gift it to other people when I have to come up with a last minute gift. And the most likely thing to happen is that my husband will eat it all before Christmas even gets here. That is the end of the episode for now. Short and sweet this week because I know everybody's in a hurry and has a lot of things to do. But before we go, I do want to issue a weekly challenge. And I'm not going to draw a card. I'm going to go rogue yet again. But I think you'll be able to do this one for your challenge this next week. I want everybody to have a wonderful holiday season and try to wrap as many gifts as possible in sustainable wrapping, whether that is a cloth wrapping newspaper, magazine, whatever you have on hand, towels, handkerchiefs, pillowcases. Do what you can. See what you've got. Reuse Amazon packages. It doesn't matter. Do the best that you can to be as sustainable as possible with the gifts that you wrap. And for the gifts that you receive, be smart with the gifts that you receive. Save the bags. Save the tissue paper. If it's a bunch of wrapping paper that cannot be recycled, save it for your fireplace. And spend as much time as possible with your loved ones and one last optional challenge, try to make something homemade this year if you're going to a holiday dinner or if you're hosting a holiday dinner. I know that you can do it and it's gonna turn out delicious. Pick whichever challenge you want, kind of like choose your own adventure books. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> so pick whichever challenge you want or you can do all of them. It's completely up to you. And don't forget, I'm not going to be here next week or the following week because I too want to have a wonderful holiday season with my family. I will be returning with the next episode on January 10th. And I will talk to you all then. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and Happy New Year. Bye! <laughs>